this sicha, in addition to being a sicha in Parshas Achrei, it's also a hadr in a siyum yuma. The Pasuk says, This is referring to the avoid of the Koyen Godel. And the Pasuk says he will atone for himself and for Beisoy. What does Beisoy, his house mean? The Razal tell us it refers to, Zuishtoy refers to his wife. From here we learn that the Koyen Godel needs to be married. And however, this is a halacha that's only relevant on Yom Kippur itself. That means the rest of the year when the Kohen Gadol does his avoida, he does not have this particular halacha that he needs to be married. The question, of course, is why? Why on this holiest time of the year, as we know the holiest time, the holiest person coming into the holiest place, why is it that specifically over here he needs to be married? In fact, we know that before Kohen Gadol, before Yom Kippur, for seven days the Kohen Gadol would actually be separated from his wife. And yet here we're saying that he needs to be specifically married. Now the Rebbe says that this itself really we could try to explain in two different ways how we understand this halacha. Is it a din in the avoida of Yom Kippur? That the avoida of Yom Kippur needs to be done not only by a Koyen Godel, but a Koyen Godel that's on the greatest level, on the highest level. He needs to have an extra shleimus, the fact that he's married as well. Or do we understand it that it is actually a din in the Koyen Godel? In other words... On this particular day, where the Kayin Gadol needs to be on his, in his greatest level, but it's not as part of the Avoid of Yom Kippur, rather it's a halacha within the Kayin Gadol himself. From the Rambam, it's actually mashma that it's a din in the Kayin Gadol, because the halacha is his following. When it comes to the other Avoidus of Yom Kippur, things that are not unique to Yom Kippur, rather Avoidus that we do every single day of the year, for example, the carbon Tomid, this too, says the Rambam, must be done, first of all, by the Kayin Godel, but it has to be a married Kayin Godel, which indicates that it's not specifically about the Avoida of Yom Kippur that needs the married Kayin Godel, but that the Kayin Godel himself, on this holy and special day, needs to be in his highest level, being a married person. So we need to understand what this is all about. In order to understand this, the Rebbe asks another question. Why is it that the Torah, when speaking about the fact that the Kayin Godel is married, and we learn how this halacha that he needs to be married. The Torah says, We learn out from this, it means Ishtoy, his wife. Why didn't the Torah say straight out, Ba'ad Ishtoy, for his wife? Which makes it sound like that it's not only about being married, but it's also in the specific type of marriage that we're talking about. It has to be in a way that it's Beisoy, that this is his house. How do we understand this? The Rebbe brings a Gemara that Rabbi Yoisi said. Now this Gemara in the general context of the Gemara over there, it's speaking about many things that Rabbi Yossi did, special Hidure Mitzvah, special things that he was careful in. And one of the things the Gemara says is that Rabbi Yossi said, Miyoma, in my life, I never refer to Ishti, my wife, as Ishti, my wife. Rather, I refer to her as Basi, as my house. Rashi says over there, because she's the mainstay of the house. What is the idea of this? What's the Hidur? What's the special quality? So the way the Rebbe explains it is that Rabbi Yossi was someone that in every single thing, he always saw things for what the purpose is, for what the goal is, never seeing things just for what they are right now. Rabbi Yossi sees the goal and purpose of marriage and a wife is all about having children, the mitzvah of Piri Verivia. Now, there were many other Tanoim that not necessarily referred to their wives in that way as Basi. Which means, of course, living a married life has many other aspects to it as well, which are all Torahic aspects, and 100% true and 100% valid. Yet Rabbi Yossi reached a level where he only sees 
the purpose and the goal, which is having a family and the, the mitzvah of Piri of Erivia. Says the Rebbe, this is the same thing that we're saying about the Kayan Godel on Yom Kippur, that not only are we saying that he's reached a certain shleimus, a certain perfection and wholesomeness because he's married, but furthermore, the way he's married, the way he has Ishti is in a way that he only sees it as basi, as this is my, my house, this is my family, it's for the purpose of this mitzvah. And therefore, going back to the original point that we said, that the idea of the Kayin Gadol being married on Yom Kippur, it's not so much about an, a, a din or a halach in the avoid of Yom Kippur that needs to be done by such a man, but it's rather speaking on what kind of high level the Kayin Gadol has to be standing on Yom Kippur, that not only he's married, but that he sees the whole purpose in it and the whole goal. So it's a mile in the Kayin Gadol himself. Says the Rebbe, to connect the beginning of the Mesechta Yuma, which deals with these halachas about the Kayin Gadol being married, and the end of the Mesechta. In the end of the Mesechta, we have a famous Mishnah. Amar Rabbi Akiva, Rabbi Akiva says, Ashreichem Yisrael, fortunate are you, Yidin, lefnei miyata metayr, in front of who are you purifying, umi metayr eschem, and who is purifying you, avichem shemashamayim, your father in heaven. As the Pasuk says, v'zarakti aleichamayim toidim, I will spray, or throw on you, Pure water and you'll become purified. And another Pasuk, Mikveh Yisroel Hashem, just like a Mikveh purifies the Tmeim, HaKadosh Baruch Hu purifies the Eden. So first the Rebbe starts off with a few questions. Number one, isn't it obvious that Hashem is the one that's metahir the Eden? Why, why does Rabbi Akiva have to say this and bring Psukim for this? In fact, in the Mishnah just before this, the Pasuk is, the Mishnah is speaking about that on Yom Kippur there's a concept of lifnei Hashem titoru, that the Yidin become purified in front of Hashem, that Hashem is purifying them. So why does Rabbi Akiva have to add this and bring other Psukim from Tanakh? When we have this, this is the Pasuk that the Mishnah itself brings about Yom Kippur. And finally, why does Rabbi Akiva need these two separate Psukim? So the Rabbi explains that just like we said before regarding the Kayin Gadol, that when we spoke about him being married, it's not only, again, a din in the avoida, but rather, this is a maila and shleimus on the Kayin Gadol itself. We're trying to see the Kayin Gadol for the best and the highest that he is on his own. So too, in the end of the Mesechta. That is, we're going to be seeing the maila of a yid, the way the yid is on his own, Again, even regardless of everything going on. And the Rebbe explains. Based on the first part of the Mishnah, where the Mishnah is speaking over there about and brings the Pasuk of Lufnei Hashem Titoru, that on Yom Kippur there's a special atonement, we would have understood that the atonement of Yom Kippur is coming because of the day, because of Yom Kippur. Rabbi Akiva is coming to tell us that no, there's something more, there's the essential Milo of a Yid. Again, like we said before, the essential milo of the Kayin Godel, not only related to Yom Kippur, it ends up being revealed on Yom Kippur, but the focus we said about the Kayin Godel is mainly that it's about him, his perfection. The same thing is regarding Yidin. Yidin, it's not about the Yom Kippur, although it may be revealed the Kapar on Yom Kippur, but Rabbi Akiva is trying to tell us that there's a special bond between the Ebishter and Yidin, the special quality of Yidin. And their special connection to Avim Shabbashamayim, and this is why he brings two psukim. The first pasuk is Arakti Alechamayim Tahirim, is Hashem spraying us, sprinkling us with water, meaning to say it's not even about our avoid, it's coming from Hashem, Hashem purifying us. The only issue with that pasuk is, and why I keep even in the second pasuk is this, because this is a pasuk speaking about the Geula, so you might say it's because of the auspicious time of the Geula, like the auspicious time of Yom Kippur. But Rabbi Akiva is trying to say that it goes deeper than that. So he brings another Pasek. Mikveh Yisroel Hashem. 
This is not speaking about any specific special time when the Yidin are on a holy level. So why doesn't Rabbi Akiva only bring the Pasuk, Mikveh Yisrael Hashem? Because there is a certain advantage in the first Pasuk. Where do we find this Pasuk of spraying someone with pure water? This is usually coming to purify from what's called Tumas Meis, from the very, very harshest Tuma. So we might say, so, sorry. So therefore, there's a certain advantage in that Pasuk coming to say that even from the harshest and strictest Tuma, Hashem purifies us. In other words, even if a yid is chas v'shalom distant from Hashem ali ba'atam advekim Hashem ali keichem chayim kol chamayim, he's distant from life from Hashem, and yet Hashem purifies him because of this essential bond. And this is why when Rabbi Akiva wants to speak about this bond, he brings this pasuk first. However, as we said before, this is speaking about a special Eishrotz in the time of the Geula. And therefore, Rabbi Akiva also wants to bring the pasuk of Mikveh Yisrael Hashem, which isn't referring to any specific time. Another thing that Rebbe says about the Pesach, Mikveh Yisrael Hashem, that there's something unique and special about the Mikveh. And that is, that sometimes a person could be in a very, very severe and strict Tumah, for example, the Tumas Mace, and then he has another Tumah on top of that. When a person goes to Mikveh, we don't say, either he gets rid of all of his Tumas, or he's not getting rid of any. He could go to Mikveh, get purified from the lighter Tumah, even though there still needs to be something else done for the stricter Tumah. And this is the idea that ma mikveh, that the Hashem is our mikveh, meaning to say that it could be a situation that a yid comes to the Abishta and says, look, I don't have enough koyach, I don't have enough time to be able to purify myself from all of my averis, to have charata, to regret all of my averis. I can only do a little bit now. Maybe he's going to think it's not good enough. Says Rabbi Akiva that the Abishta says, no, I'm going to accept you in this way as well. Ashreichem Yisrael, fortunate are you, the Abishta is our mikveh. When the Abishta sees that we just give one little turn with tshuva, immediately the Abishta forgives us and purifies us. The Abishta gives us the assistance that mitzvah gereris mitzvah, we should be able to get rid of all the negativity and only live in a kadushadika space and to become on the level of a bal tshuva as we know that makam shabali tshuva oimdim, even the greatest tzaddikim cannot stand there.